Welcome to my life. Welcome to all the ups, the downs, the roller coasters, and everything that we're going through here in the Kalush Casa. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys for all the feedback you give me and all the stories you allow me to share. All right, enjoy. September, yo. I'm telling you guys, it was uh, the first month without her. The first, like, you know, start to finish month without her. And it ended with my birthday. And my first time not having around for a birthday. There's going to be a lot of those, right? I mean, I got that. A lot of first times, you know, for the holidays, a lot of first times for, you know, going through the whole baby thing without her, knowing that she was there for Ava's baby stuff, you know, first steps, whatever the case was. And yeah, September was rough. I actually uh, took a spur of the moment trip to Philadelphia, real low key, didn't tell anybody at all. Um, Stay with some uh, buddies. Uh, that I've known since middle school, and it was nice. It was also cool for my old pair. She flew into Virginia, and then a week later, I flew her to California to go ahead and you know have some time off after a whole week of being with me. So uh, just trying to get the ball rolling off on the on the right foot for both of us, and it worked out. You know, it, I didn't want to just say, "Hey, let's go to Philadelphia together and go from there." But driving up there with those kids, I tell you, man, uh, we left early in the morning. The drive up wasn't that bad. Little man woke up probably about like 30 or 45 minutes before we got to uh, the house that we were going to stay at. And uh, I thought I was going to be able to be like, okay, on the way back. Oh man, that drive back was uh, terrifying. This dude just wouldn't stop crying. Uh, I think I made it, um, I don't know, 75% of the way there in the last quarter. It was nothing but, you know, crying, gasping for air, just in the backseat going ape shit. And uh, to the point where I'm like speeding down to find somewhere to stop. And I found somewhere to stop in a little gas station. I, know, I knew I flew by a SUV, a black SUV. No cop, no no lights, no nothing, right? I'm already out of the truck and I'm feeding this dude. And a fucking uh, undercover SUV rolls up behind me. This dude eating a sandwich. It's like, what are you doing, bud? I'm like, what does it look like I'm doing, you know? And... Pulls me over and gives me a ticket while I'm already pulled over. So that was awesome, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. And uh, yeah, definitely, I definitely needed that trip. It, it helped me get away from everything that was here. And, you know, every morning I wake up in the bed that we woke up in. Every day uh, I'm walking through the house that we built together. Um, every 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 minute, you know, I'm, I'm just living the life that we had together. And... Philadelphia was never something me and her always, you know, did. She didn't really like the city. She liked the city. She just didn't like, I don't know, it was just, you know, Philly's rough. So <laughs> if you've ever been there, you know what I mean. Uh, it's not exactly, you know, resorts and white beaches or white sandy beaches. So that was more her style. My style was just whatever, you know, easy to please. But I definitely needed that. I definitely needed to talk to those people that have known me since I was, you know, eight, ten years old, whatever the case is, twelve years old, and just get that, just that genuine, you know, that genuine feeling of communication between, you know, me and other people. And I'm not saying that the people out here weren't genuine about their their feelings or what they said or whatever the case is. It's just that you know, everything is so superficial. In so many relationships, everything's on the surface. There's nothing deep about what we do most of the time. You know, we, we go to work together. We're just around each other a lot. So we're around each other all the time. We just got this false sense of, hey, I know this person. 
But really and truly, there was nobody that I really opened up. I mean, a handful of people that I opened up to and kind of knew about my life, you know. And I want to say handful, I mean like two. <laughs> and that's just, you know, that's just that's just the nature to be. So it's nothing against anybody. It's nothing against anything at all. It's just that's just the way it is, right? I, I need people that know me, I, I, like know me, know me. And I, I need people to surface. So that trip to Philadelphia was really great, you know, especially my kids. Um, it was, you know. Thanos' first time in Philly, so that was kind of cool. We didn't really go do anything except for a pumpkin patch in uh, Jersey. But Ava and my uh, my buddy Albert and Kristen, uh, their kids, you know, sa- similar age, uh, Ava and, and her friend. And they just had a blast. And, you know, just seeing Ava to, you know, get out of the get out of the house where all these memories were and make new memories with new friends, you know, uh, was just it's priceless. And I tell you guys, that memory thing's a beast, right? So she still relives that day. She relives that day, and it drives me crazy. She was like, you remember when when um, um, mommy went to heaven, and this person was at the house crying, and this person was at the house crying because daddy, they were upset because mommy wasn't coming back, and I gave him a tissue. You know, that, that story just relives, it, it replays in my head, in her head, and it just, there's nothing I can do except for replace it with more new, better something right memories whatever trips money i don't care I, I would do anything to get those thoughts out of her head and that vision i just and that's what i've been doing for the last three months now so um but yeah that first month all in all you know got me into a battle rhythm and that battle rhythm is not something i actually enjoyed at all and i uh, just knew it had to be done so i got used to not having my king size bed to me or with an adult in it anymore uh ava had been sleeping in my bed for you know that since the incident happened right a little bit of comfort for her a little bit of comfort for me little man was on the other side of me as far as in the bassinet so i got her she's a violent sleeper she is so violent man i don't know why kids are like that i don't know what makes kids just do cartwheels in their in their nightmare like in their sleep and then she has like weird dreams right where she just like laughs in the middle of the night just scares the hell out of me like a little chucky doll either way um so I got her to my left and a little man in the bassinet to my right. And this dude, he just sounds like a little pterodactyl when he's sleeping. So he'll sleep and I don't know where you're. And it just, you know, there's no rest at all, you know. And um, living that life at nighttime. And I know you guys are you know, probably asking yourselves, like, where, what is the, the nanny doing? So the nanny, in case you guys aren't familiar with the all pair, um, you know, life. It's uh, regulated by the State Department, so it's 45 hours a week is where I can work her. And anything extra, you know, obviously we work out on the side. But I'm not about to work out on the side just so I can have a little bit of sleep because I can't sleep knowing my kids aren't, you know, near me or I don't know what's happening with them. Just one of those weird-ass parents, I guess. So the 45 hours a week is usually from 6 a.m. until about, you know, 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday. That way at least, you know, I do what I got to do at work and come home and then, you know, play daddy. And that first month, I'm telling you, you know, I went back to work on September 1st, and that was two weeks after Amanda passed. And I went back, not because it was a, a lot of work, or I was trying to be Superman. I just, I knew, I'd just check in, and then I'd be able to take care of what I had to take care of. And the command was very accommodating and very great about it. But yeah, that first month, you know, between having to go get to work, uh, between the, the nights and the, the midnight feeds and the 2 a.m. feeds and this dude is eating like six four to six ounces every two to three hours you know just killing me and i'm just yeah, i don't know you know growing little boy fat little meatball and still trying to make time for my own mental health right 
the gyms were still closed at the time, so I can't even go to the gym. Luckily, we got some weights in uh, like a makeshift gym in my garage, so that helped out a little bit. So when I came home early from work and didn't have to be on the phone with, you know, our uh, our mortgage companies or, you know, just on the phone with everybody, right? I finally had got some, maybe a minute to, to 30 minutes to myself here and there. And, and it was either, you know, drink or you know, work out, do something that just kind of keep my body going. And I, and I did that. Now, I don't want you guys thinking like, you know, everything has been hunky dory or that first month was hunky dory. I mean, I had to push, I got that part, you know, but there's no other choice. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't have my moments, right? I found myself crying a lot in the shower. I found myself crying a lot going out to the garage, right? I found myself crying even while I was driving sometimes, you know, I, I've uh, had a couple moments where I pulled over on 64 and just, you know, just yelled, just yelled before I got to anywhere where people would see me. And it felt good, right? Uh, outside of the prayer, just that anger, that release, that frustration, it just, you gotta get it out of you sometimes. And uh, that's what I did. But, you know, same thing on my way home from wherever I was at. I just, I'd make sure I left it all out there. I left it in the driveway. So when I came home, you know, Ava would see what she was supposed to see out of me. And it's not like, you know, guys can't show weakness. Guys can show weakness. Well, people can show weakness. It's fine. But you know what? There's just, there was way too much weakness around her for me to be another person showing her that, you know, it's, there's no, there's no need to continue the depression, you know, that she's had, that she has to see, you know, through everybody else. But, you know, I, life goes on, right? You gotta, you gotta be the reason life goes on for somebody. Uh, Everything isn't just got to, everything isn't going to be peaches and cream all the time. So when it's not peaches and cream, you got to, you got to make some peaches and cream, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't fucking know. It's just, I'm still trying to figure this out right now. Like while I'm talking to you guys, none of this shit's scripted. I'm just talking, you know, it feels good to just let it off your chest, you know, and I think that's a, a major issue we have nowadays. Everybody wants to hold a lot of things in or they want to solve things by themselves. I'm one of those people. I'd rather solve this by myself. They said, Fadi, you need to go talk to somebody. Fadi, you need to go talk to somebody. I fucking hate talking to people because I got to listen to their shit back. And if you can't place yourself in my shoes, and I feel like nobody can, not because the situation is just that crazy, but I feel like nobody is me, right? So if I don't feel like somebody is me or somebody can be me, right? Because we're all different. There's no such thing as two humans that are identical. Um, then I don't I don't want to hear what you think or what your degree told you or what your clinicals showed you. Or, I mean, whatever the case is, whether whether you're I, I've always felt better just talking to somebody I trust over somebody that is getting paid to listen to me. And, you know, I got an hour to jam pack. And then when you go talk to somebody. You gotta give them the fucking backstory for, for your life, your relationships, your, your uh, childhood. You know, it's a whole lot of catch up. Like you get twelve sessions. Let's just say in one year you get twelve sessions, once a month or whatever the case is. And then three of those sessions is just you know backfilling this person that has to listen to all this shit from everybody all the time. Like, there's there's just. I don't know. This is just not genuine to me. It's just not. And I, like I say, I, I know I sound ignorant. I know a lot of people benefit from it. That's fine. I'm not saying anything bad about it for other people. But for me, I just don't feel like that's the way that I can cope. I cope by talking to people. And most of the time, it's because the people I'm talking to 
All they do is listen. I'm just unloading. It's like a word vomit all over these people. And they give no fucks. They just want to hear. They want to make sure that I'm going to breathe the next day. That's it. And that's all I need. So I feel like that's why I'm doing this right now. And it feels good. And I feel like if you haven't tried it, I need you to try it. You know, um, I get these phone calls. Or I've gotten these phone calls now since this incident happened. And phone calls and text messages and people telling me about what they're going through. And I don't mind listening to it at all, right? And I want to listen to it. It gives me perspective. It gives me perspective on life. Like, life is hard. Life is not easy. You know, we see these movies and we see these actresses and we see this Instagram bullshit and these highlight reels on social media in general. And we think everybody's life is so peachy keen. I'm here to tell you guys, man, life is not peachy keen at all. All right? There's struggles out there just because you don't see them. It's because nobody posts their struggles. So I found when I started posting my struggles and when I started posting this journey, a lot of people related. And it told me something. It says something, right? It's that honesty that's not out there usually in social media. And it's not like I don't, I'm not patting myself on the back. But I'm telling you, this honesty makes me feel good. This honesty makes it, it lifts that burden up off my shoulders. And it, it makes it okay to hurt. Like I said, not depressed. I'm just hurting, all right? I might be depressed. I don't fucking know. At the same time, like, uh, it's just, this is this is my process. And I, you know, I urge everybody to have their own process. Just because somebody says, hey, you should do this, doesn't mean they fucking know what they're talking about. A lot of people say, you need to go talk to somebody. Fuck you. I mean, I get why you're saying it. That's great. But you don't fucking know anything. What do you know? Like, you went and talked to somebody, you felt better, great. What, what was the situation? Was it just like mine? Probably not. Maybe it was. Uh, who the fuck? I mean, just because it works for you doesn't work for me. I can go buy a treadmill. If I don't use the treadmill, that treadmill's fucking worthless. I can go see a psychiatrist. Just cause if I don't believe in the process, it's worthless to me. That's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Either way, that's it for today. I'll uh, talk to you guys tomorrow. All right? Love you. Stay strong. Keep pushing. Get some. <laughs>